Hello again, my name is Sam Vasquez, and this is Fall Risk. So welcome, welcome, welcome. We are back with another episode of Fall Risk where we talk about anything and everything skydiving. I am your host, Sam Vasquez, and today we've got the one and only Josh Johnson on the podcast. Say hello, Josh. Hey guys, how's it going? (laughs) We're going super well so far. All right, so Josh is a pretty unique individual who I'm honored to have on this show. He's a uh, working skydiving instructor, one who's not only worked in the sky, but also in the wind tunnel. But before I get away with myself, I'm going to let Josh tell us more about himself in his own words. So go ahead, give us the rundown. Give me me all your credentials here. All right, so I've been skydiving now for 13 years. I'm a static line instructor, coach, of course, and I'm a tandem instructor. I've been doing that for about seven seven years now. Um, paragliding pilot, base jumper, and I was a tunnel instructor for iFly for about four years. And so um, basically just starting up with uh, paragliding uh, for the last few years and getting more people paragliding is my goal right now while keeping people safe up in the sky. Uh, I'm SMTA also, and so I get to yell at people uh, on a weekly basis. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's been fun it's the best part about that job is you get to you get to yell at people right yeah that is yell yell i'm giving i'm doing the air quotes yell at people yeah it just typically goes hey i need to go have a talk with you come meet me over here (laughs) (laughs) so that's that's uh yeah that's a it's a great position to be in i like like that yeah um did did you say how many jumps you you have uh i've just got over i got over 2300 and so i'm a slow roll um what else what else have you been super into in your skydiving career like way back in the day um so i was a musician for a while and then i got robbed and then i decided sky (laughs) i decided skydiving was better for me (laughs) there was less things i could get stolen from me i was a garbage man for about 10 years and then um Mm -hmm. and then yeah then i got into the tunnel flying and okay went up to Utah one time and I was like, yep, this is cool. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I kind of got into it. And, um, okay. and that's what I used to do. All right. Um, what else have you been into in skydiving though, besides just being an instructor? Like, have you had any big um, areas that you focused on? Um, I mean, my first years were just really strictly focused on belly flying. And it's kind of a soda where I'm S&TA at has always been known for that. And then uh, kind of broke loose and got more into the free flying aspect of things, touched on wingsuiting. But to be honest, like right now in my skydiving career, I really, really enjoy making my tandem passengers and converting them into skydivers. I, I do. I, what, do you, what, do you, what do you think your percentage rate is, like your rate of success is? Ooh, if I, I, I mean, <laughs> probably like five which is still okay. pretty good. Like when we only, I, I only did two under tandems uh, last year and I pro and I made five skydivers out of them. So, well, that's pretty great. Yeah. Like maybe that's 10%. I mean, um, it's almost all, mm, 10% of 200. Wait, I don't, can't do math. I want to say it's 20, <laughs> but that's probably not right. <laughs> I can't do math. I'm not a math person. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I can't do math. I want to say it's 20, Maybe it's but less, I maybe. feel like that might, be wrong i'm not sure maybe it's a two and a half someone will have to double check that 
I'm going to leave that all in, yeah. too. I'm going to embarrass the shit out of us. Like, I'm going to leave all that in. <laughs> Knock now, it at. No, no cuts. No maybe, cuts. Maybe Not on this it's episode. only two and a half percent. That's what it is. <laughs> it's auto. Oh, I'm going with Someone's that. Someone's going to. You know who's gonna you know who's gonna yell at me is if he if he hears this Luke Evans. Yeah. Throughout my entire time that I've known him, like every time I fuck up with math, or if it's like if it was like when I would uh, invoice him on like pack jobs and stuff in the past, I would like do the math in front of him. <laughs> like I would be doing it in front of him, and he'd be like, he'd just shout out the answer really fast. Like he would give me like that ten to twenty seconds of just looking like a complete fucking idiot, and then be like, it's this number, Sam. I'm like, I know, Luke. I know. He's gonna he's gonna listen to this and be like, for fuck's sake, you're 31. How do you not figure this out by now? Speaking of not being able to figure things out, so. Um, I'm working underneath an AMP AI. Um, his name is Wes down here at the hangar. And I'm having to do a wing patch. And he's like, can't you do fucking okay. basic geometry? <laughs> <laughs> no. no. No, I can't. I no, sir. That's why I'm here. <laughs> no, I can't. And I'm like, all right, cool. We're doing good. <laughs> Okay, so so really quick though, for everybody that's listening who doesn't know, can you um, establish what that little um, acronym stands for? The A A M A M what A M P A M P is A M P Airframes and Power Plants, and so um, I got a after uh, after my separation with iFly, um, I've been doing a lot of thinking and what I want to (laughs) do. I did air quotes again when he said separation. Yeah, and um, I decided, um, I decided that I wanted to see if I could work on the planes with the old man that's out here working on our planes, and mm-hmm. got the approval by him, and I got the approval by the drop zone owners, and so I've been nice. just putting a lot of time into it. And for skydivers that don't know, and a mm-hmm. lot of us don't, the you got to look at your your air air aircraft mechanic as a tandem instructor he is yeah he is responsible for everybody in the end yeah even if that plane crashes and everybody gets out he's the one that's responsible and so Mm -hmm. you know making sure you cross your t's and dot your i's it's not like working on a car it's not like rigging this is a different game and so it's been really interesting for me to step myself up into that and it's a it's a crash course with a very hard individual but mm-hmm. it's i think it's worth it that's pretty cool i mean that's like if i if i think about the one like one of the big areas where i'm lacking it's definitely about plane knowledge you know in skydiving um i know like the bare minimum about how that plane operates you know yeah like, i it would be cool to know more about what it is they're doing to it you know during its maintenance or when it's having issues or problems you better be careful if you get good at this they're going to be hawking you out to all these other <laughs> all these other drop zones dude yeah you could be very busy doing this you better be careful <laughs> I, I, I uh it's, it's amazing the whole process you know because to become an air uh, aircraft mechanic you do have to understand jet engines you do have to understand how to work on a helicopter you do have to understand how to deal with the FAA regulations, what you can and can't mm-hmm. do. And, um, uh, my hat's my my hat goes off to anybody that owns an aircraft and is able to keep up on the maintenance and deals with the repairs. Um, because we mm-hmm. had to get a new uh, door jam for our Cessna, and that mm-hmm. little piece of 
tin costs 1500 bucks. Now, could we make the tin? Well, maybe, yeah. but you still need to get it approved by the FAA. So 1500 mm-hmm. bucks is cheap still. Yeah, right. So when you say our, our plane, so not everyone knows where you're from. Like it's not, you know, not everybody knows yeah. where you in particular are from. Like where is our, what does our mean? Uh, our is skydive with soda. And that is our little club out here in Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. Where, where you're recording, right? Can I say that? Yeah. Where you're recording? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm looking at him in the clubhouse right now. It's like completely empty. I've never seen it that empty before, ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I got to tell, got to tell you some news here. So I uh, okay. moved out of my- Wait, wait, wait. Is, <laughs> is this good to be concluding on here or should I say we're stricken it from the record? We can put it on here. I, okay. I, I decided- I just, No cuts. No, <laughs> no cuts. We're doing it in one shot. We're going live. <laughs> I- uh, So I, I'm renting an aircraft hangar and now I got my camper parked in there. Because I, mm-hmm. I felt, well, I gave up my apartment to a, <laughs> another guy and I was like, I'm going to go move up to Hinkley. And then I realized I don't want to live with my mother. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I'm going to stay in my camper in the winter. <laughs> this will work just fine. <laughs> and I'm right next to work. <laughs> there you go. Saves a lot of money, right? Yep, it does. We love you, mom, though. We, yeah, we love you, though. Yeah. Like, we do. I, I, I do. She wanted me to put a fence in and I was like, oh, mom. <laughs> <laughs> that's where i draw the line this is where i draw the line <laughs> <laughs> but yeah scott of soda is just a little club out here absolutely love the place and it's it's just kind of cool to be a part of the um, mm-hmm. this sort of atmosphere that's kind of you know when you look around the country i don't i don't think there's gonna be a lot of these places left so. i hear you all right so Let's talk skydiving. Let's talk a little bit more jumping. Um, So we talked a little bit about, you know, what you do for work outside of skydiving. Um, We talked a little bit about some of your other hobbies, like beyond, beyond skydiving or anything related to flight. Do you like to do anything else, you know, or are you like me where you only do this? (laughs) Pretty much only. I'm like you where (laughs) this is the only thing I do. Um, Paragliding has been a huge, anything with a parachute, anything with nylon. I am Mm -hmm. intrigued and I want to know more about it it's 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 all consuming of my life like right people don't get it outside of the skydiving (laughs) world (laughs) right they don't understand they don't get it like that's a really inexpensive hobby like no it's a lifestyle but sorry yeah you wouldn't get it you can't sit with us sorry that's exactly it and so i'm always trying to explain it to people what about that perfectly good airplane well it's whatever <laughs> have you seen that paper? have you seen that plane it's not perfectly good are you seen that plane i can't wait to to uh work on the plane and get to jump out of my own perfectly right. good airplane <laughs> right perfectly good airplane yeah yeah so do you um do you remember your first jump yeah i remember what was it like, it like? It what was it um tandem instructor was named fargo um oh you jumped with fargo yeah Oh man, shout out to Fargo. I haven't seen that guy in a while. Yeah. All right. Um, jumped with Fargo. Um, 8 a.m. It was early. The sun was rising. Um, and overcast. <laughs> and, you know, gave me the quick briefing, signed all the paperwork. But I'll never forget that moment when we were, I think it was a caravan. It must have been the caravan at the time. I don't think you guys, where, did you guys, was it? Was it a twin otter back then? Would you guys have been running a twin? Was it at Skydive Twin Cities? Yeah. Yeah. What year was it? Uh, 13 years ago. So we're 2009. 
2008. 2009 would have been the pack. It would have been the pack. Uh, then it was the year yep. before, 2008. 2008. So, yes, the Twin Otter. Uh, it might have been a beaver because I started on in 2009 and they had the pack then. They had a pack. I can't, hmm. I can't remember. It might have been the beaver. Okay. Um, it no, might have been would, the Twin Otter. I'm it, not would, sure. it would be 2009, so I must have jumped the pack. It would have been the pack. Yeah. And you guys would have done like a seated exit because Fargo is huge. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. And that's exactly what we did. And of course, yeah. I was a, I was a tandem passenger that was like, can we do front flips? But then I, <laughs> I, uh, I was probably pretty much expressionless too. Like, I was just like, once the parachute opened, because we went free, uh, we opened up just above the clouds. So gloomy, mm -hmm. dark, we take off. And then we go up to the clouds and I see the most beautiful sunrise in the world coming across the tops of the clouds. And then we jump out <laughs> and deploy the parachute. And then we're sniveling through the clouds and then we mm -hmm. open up at cloud base. And I was like, that was fucking cool. And <laughs> that was it. That was it for me. Yeah. Did you start jumping by yourself right away after that? Or did it take a little bit of time? Uh, it took me a little probably about a month before I started jumping and then mm -hmm. um I did 14 jumps and I quit my first year uh because I, <laughs> Why? I, I was terrible oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was fucking terrible so <laughs> so you know there's gonna be some people that only know AFF but I went through a static line progression and so I came out here yeah. to this little drop zone out here and uh so you know, the first five jumps are all in the static line. And then your sixth jump, you just let go of the strut and then you pull right away. And then your seventh, eighth, you you count to five, yeah. you count to 10. And then by the time I started hitting terminal, it brought me up to about 30 seconds. I was doing a 30 second delay and uh, I couldn't stop spinning. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't stop spinning for the life of me. And I kept, I tried like three or four times, but you know, when you start walking around and you're the new guy at the drop zone yeah, and people are yep. like, maybe this sport isn't for you. And I was kind of feeling <laughs> like this sport wasn't for me. I was like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to quit. And then I uh, took the the season off, but then that, you know, I, I don't know if all drop zones do this, but they did the, Hey, you went so far in the progression. Do you want to come back and do a retrain? Yeah. And I said, after that whole winter, you know, because I was the kid, yeah. I was the kid in the mirror trying to figure out my body position, laying on the floor. <laughs> and I, yeah. I'm like, I think that's what I'm doing. But then once you get up in the air, <laughs> train wreck. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, then uh, they called me up and I said, okay. And then all of a sudden that spring, when I mm -hmm. did the spins were gone. I was yeah. able to skydive and then I jumped my ass off that year. Do you think, do you think you were kind of in your own head about it and that's why it just wasn't getting better? Or do you think it was because you had such a long break to kind of re like, like decompress from everything? I think, I think that decompression was huge. There, there was no more pressure to perform. Mm -hmm. It was yeah. just about, Hey, let's just try it again. You know, you already quit once. Like you can quit again. It's easy. You know, <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going to tell people. Like, well, you quit once already. Like, you can always do it again. Like, give it another shot, man. And so after I... life advice right there. <laughs> like, like once you get it, once you quit once, it's easier to quit again. And that's how that's how that kind of went down. And it was it was pretty awesome kind of pushing through that. You know, there's yeah. you know, there's some things in life that people are 
like I've always been the one to encourage people like, no, you'll get better. You'll get better. But now I've met and seen people and you're like, you can't jump anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, (laughs) some people can get away with it. They can quit again, but some people just need to permanently quit. (laughs) Those people are few and far in between. I, I, I mean, I just want to establish that like, not a majority no, it's definitely it's, a minority of it's people. definitely it's definitely a minority of people like but it happens it does happen <laughs> yeah on a, on a static line jump when you watch somebody yeah explicitly you told them do not reach for the cutaway handle do yeah, not and reach then they do it. and then yeah. they do it and then they do it and it's like oh <laughs> and you knew it you knew it before they even got on the plane you're like oh mm-hmm. i tried to give you the chance i tried to give you that opportunity yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you and I, I feel like are, are are of a different kind of breed, though, too. Like working in the tunnel, like we're definitely working as a skydiver, you like as a skydiving instructor, you definitely like learn a little bit of like uh, prediction skills, you know, like you can anticipate really, really easily like what's about to happen. But yeah. I feel like my my prediction game leveled way up when uh, when I started uh, working in the tunnel and now coming back to skydiving after like after having worked at the tunnel for so long it's like it completely changed how I how I approach like teaching people or like like what I anticipate from certain people I'm like man it completely changed like whoo I, I go back and I look at other videos or I look at other uh, photos uh, from me being an AFF instructor like you know seven eight years ago and i'm like you you knew fucking nothing right <laughs> like, you didn't know shit right. like whoa the the stuff you know now like holy shit anyway well that's that I, I think that's because we had so many different types of people and we all know iFly is catering to the first time flyer so i can make that mm-hmm. money but we had so many different types of people people that could pay attention people that wanted the scientific side people that just naturally gifted you could tell them anything and Mm -hmm. they would just do it or they would just do it on their own and so it was a training of like learning how to see personality and then Mm -hmm. and then you got to look at their actual skills and what they're capable of doing you know and yeah body type body type i mean there's it it is a sport it's a sport like any other sport you know there's going to be, I mean, it's a little different. Like it's, it's definitely a sport, but it's more of like a mental game too. Um, it's not necessarily just like hand eye coordination, you know? Um, like, so when people say you don't have to be particularly athletic to be a skydiver, like, no, you don't. But like awareness is a huge component of skydiving, you know? And like, you can tell based on someone's personality and how they act and what their body type is like, how much awareness they have before they ever even get in the wind, before they ever even make right. the jump. Like you can tell just based on those things alone. Like, and, it, and it's easy because like, if we just, if we keep on kind of going with the general idea, it's like any other sport, you know, an older gentleman out on a soccer field, he's not going to be as fast, but maybe he uses mm-hmm. more of the finesse things, you know, and, mm-hmm. and he doesn't, it doesn't mean that he's going to be at the upper echelon of that, of that sport. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see that in basketball on any other, any other sport, it's, it's this gradient. Now, the thing with skydiving that it doesn't have, it doesn't have the support system of like college athletics or, or high school mm-hmm. athletics to kind, kind of build out that, that professionalism that, um, hmm. 
a lot of us try to seek out, I think. So really quick, I'm just going to deviate for a second. If yeah. anyone's listening and you can hear what sounds like a like a paper sound happening in the background, that is Josh's coat. Every time he waves his arms or gestures with his hands, it makes like that windbreaker sound. Now he's taking it off. He's taking it. It's, cold. it's cold there though, right? Like... I didn't want you to. I didn't want to have to tell you to take the coat off if it's cold there. <laughs> I'm excited. Actually, that coat, I got it. I got it from one of the radio personalities here. I took him up on a skydive. I was like, "That's a really oh, nice. cool coat." And she's like, yeah. after I took her on the jump, she was wearing it. She's like, "Here, mm-hmm. I'm gonna give this to you as a tip." And I was like, "Sick!" <laughs> oh my god, I loved it. That's awesome. <laughs> It makes a lot of noise, just like the radio does. Like that, that tracks. It all tracks. It all tracks. It all tracks. Um, so what's your favorite discipline in skydiving and flying besides instructional stuff? Oh, man. <sighs> you know, besides instructional stuff. Besides, yeah. Like, so what do you like to do? Like at the tunnel, what was your favorite thing to do? Uh, I guess just doing whatever I wanted to do in the air. You know, (laughs) (laughs) that pretty much sums up Josh as a flyer, like in general, like he does the weirdest shit, like the weirdest stuff. We're going to get more into it a little later, but it's literally like, just like whatever I want. I don't follow basic societal norms in skydiving. I do whatever the fuck I want. I'm like, I don't see a lot of people do this. Let me try that. You know, Uh, I mean, I mean, even, even experimenting, like I just, I like the experiment, you know, I like Mm -hmm. to see what happens. I mean, even like canopy flying, I brought my velo up and I took a part of VHS tape. Okay. And so I have this reel of VHS videotape and then I have like a little apparatus that I have on my hip and I make a thousand foot long streamer. And I'm like, Uh you watch this thing going. (laughs) Uh, And now I'm like flying underneath my own streamer, making this little corkscrew. I'm like, I don't know. I just like the idea of being able to use my imagination and do whatever I want. You know, I like four away. Just because. Just because. I like doing four away. I like, I do love teaching people because I like seeing them use their imagination and push themselves. Mm -hmm. But um, I mean, if I had to, if I'm just going to choose a discipline, it's going to be free flying. Um, Do you have like a favorite jump off the top of your head? Um, It's got to be my night jump. I, night jump yeah my first from when uh this has got to be when i was getting my sea license probably seven eight years ago mm-hmm. and so you do your first night jump and that's the solo and then on my second night jump me and my buddy we're like we're talking about doing a two-way we're not going to do a big group but we're just going to do a two-way and then we're getting ready to jump and then we kind of like hey do you want to do a rodeo <laughs> <laughs> a night rodeo (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like yeah let's do a rodeo (laughs) so we leave the plane i can feel somebody (laughs) and then i don't feel anybody (laughs) uh everything uneventful but it was great (laughs) had no idea just it's one of those moments where you just track like your life depends on it because yeah, your life it does. does. <laughs> In that situation, it fucking does. It does. But that was young and stupid me. Now, would I recommend that as an SMTA? Mm, no. No. You would just pick the right person who would stay on your back for sure. 
<laughs> right? <laughs> and we have better <laughs> lights than the way we tape glow yeah. sticks on ourselves. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a great first jump. Or that's a great memorable jump. I like that. Yeah. It's probably the best favorite jump story I've had on this <laughs> podcast so far. That's, yeah, that's memorable. <laughs> Was that like your scariest one too, or because that's the next question? Like, what's your least favorite skydive? Like, does it is there one that stands out? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there is. Yeah, there's okay. there's, there's a. So I got into CRW quite a bit, um, for a crew. few yeah crew for anyone that doesn't know for a few years, um, and I was dating this girl at the time, and and we're building. We flew the two planes in formation and we are building two four stacks and we are going to converge them together and make an eight stack. Well, my shoes, I, I didn't have a good pair of shoes or they were wet or something. So I borrowed my girlfriend's shoes at the time. They, she just had <laughs> sneakers. Okay. And uh, so we're building the stack. We're building the stack. And I set up so fucking poor. Uh, I'm going to be the third <laughs> on the stack. And I turn and I hit the top of the formation. And so I dump this gentleman into my girlfriend and I watch them just <laughs> whirly burning. Wow, 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 wow. And I'm, Jesus. And I'm sitting there and I had lost her shoe because my foot got tangled in his lines and all sorts of garbage. <laughs> I'm watching the shoe. I'm watching my girlfriend and the guy that's teaching us how to do crew spiraling down. <laughs> and I'm like, I just killed my girlfriend. And I just lost her shoe. <laughs> priorities. 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 Uh, and they ended up rebuilding. Everything ended up being fine. Nobody died. But it was just one of those such a I, I did was too cocky for my own good. And I and I screwed it up. <laughs> Cause I had yeah. probably done like 150 crew jumps before that. So it wasn't like uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> Try not to kill your that's girlfriend. Why I'll never, that's why I'm not going to ever do crew. Like, you can't convince me to ever fucking do crew. John Scott Thomas has been around me for, like, years. Like, no, let's go do it. Like, fuck no. No. I read the book just to, like, I read, like, his, like, little booklet, you know, just to um, entertain him. And then I was like, nope. Shut that. Set it aside. It was like, never, ever. Never, ever, ever. Like, canopy stuff scares the shit out of me. So. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Yep. I've sprained both my ankles. I've broken my leg once. One time I went to Utah and <laughs> and I was swooping and I skipped off the ground so hard. It was amazing. And then I just stood up. <laughs> I was it, like, was am- it was amazing. <laughs> to be, to be where I'm at right now. <laughs> it, it can be am- Thumbs up. It can be amazing because I was lucky. <laughs> yes. I mean, a little bit out of the luck bag, a little bit into the experience bag, right? Yep. That's it. What's your favorite thing about jumping? Why do you still do it? What's your favorite thing? Those are those um, are two separate questions. Sorry. What's your favorite thing about skydiving? <laughs> What's your, my favorite thing about skydiving? Yeah. It's hard. I like I like the people. I really do. Mm-hmm. I like the chaos the people bring. <laughs> we are I like, we are chaotic I, as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I I like when the new person comes in and disrupts it. Mm-hmm. I also like I like the time that I have in free fall where nobody can bug me <laughs> that, that moment of like, okay, this is my time. Now I, mm-hmm. I get five minutes. I'm getting my five minutes and then it's back to, back to reality. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of a, there's just something about it that I really can't put my finger on. Okay. 
challenging myself, all that stuff. Okay. Um, every time you rub your boots on the, uh, on the, I can, I can hear it super loud. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to have to cut all of that out. You're taking all of your clothes off. <laughs> Should be better. Oh <laughs> all right. By the end of this, he's going to be naked, and I'm just going to be sitting in a basement on my end of town and be like, it's the fucking weirdest episode I've ever done. Just start stripping down. All right. No cuts. No all cuts. Right. We're going to keep it in. No cuts. <laughs> We're going live, folks. <laughs> what do you think is your least favorite thing about skydiving? Is there one? Um, Tell me just something that annoys you about skydiving then. Not, not necessarily like your least favorite thing. The, uh, I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm just going to say egos. 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 Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, some of it's larger than life. Some of it's, larger than what you're capable of i'm like slow down yeah. his hands are up too like <laughs> but hey, then when slow you slow down <laughs> slow down like i understand you're capable cool <laughs> but sometimes that sometimes that ego is it's self it's self-fulfilling at times you know mm -hmm. whenever you try to stop somebody from doing something stupid mm -hmm. and they refuse to do it yeah and then you just wait i hate that part of it mm -hmm. I hate, I hate watching people get injured. Mm -hmm. I think that's the worst part. You know, people's lives change. Mm -hmm. Like, sport isn't to be fucked around with. Yeah, it's real. There's something kind of interesting about ego in the sport because it's it's typically like a young man's game, or you like a young woman. I mean, I, I hesitate to say young women, woman, because there's I haven't met too many egotistical women in skydiving, but it's definitely a young man's thing, right? Like. Yeah. After a certain point in time, ego has a tendency to weed out, you know, people after a certain point in time, like yeah. they get injured, they get, you know, fucked up, they leave the sport, whatever. Um, they can't make friends, whatever, whatever the reason is, but it's definitely a right. young person game. And so like as someone who is not necessarily older in skydiving, but has been around for a long time, you know, seeing the young, the young person game of like being super ego, it's like, boy, if you last in this sport. You know, if you last like the next five or six years, you're going to run into a mini version of you at this point in time. You know what I mean? Like you're going to you're going to meet yeah. someone who's a year in who acting is acting just like you are acting right now. And you're going to look at that person and be like, you don't know shit. It's going to become like full circle. You're going to be like, oh, the fucking ego on that kid. And the rest of us are just going to be like, oh, 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 oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly my my like. how things have oh. changed, <laughs> and that, that's really funny to actually think about because it takes years to be able to see mm -hmm. that sort of stuff. Because first you have to identify the ego, yep. then you finally identify the ego, and then you're mm -hmm. like, okay, and then you get to see them talk to somebody else with an ego, yep. and you're like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it's it's a it's a lesson, you know. Mm -hmm. I think um, you know when you look at canopy piloting and, uh, and, and things like that, you know, everybody wants to go fast. Mm -hmm. I want to proxy fly the wingsuit. I want to do this. And it's, if you want to be around to actually do something, yeah. put it down, have fun, right. have conversations, challenge each other, you. you know? 
yeah there's not enough there's not is. enough conversation going on between jumpers anymore not like not not like this you know like that's what this whole project is about yeah. like this project is like this this podcast right like it's really meant to like connect with with other people right like i have found that i feel like i'm disconnected from people just in, on the day-to-day -day, like other skydivers um yeah i don't know if it's necessarily true but that's how i how i've been feeling and so i'm like I want to create something where I can just talk to people and I can learn things about how they got started. Like that story you told me about how you started skydiving. Like I've never heard that before in the, what is it? Almost four, almost 15 years that I've known you. Like I've never heard that story before ever. Like right. that's like, I've learned so much about you in just an hour of recording. Like, you know, that, that I haven't known in like four years of working with you and 15 years of knowing you like it's just that's my whole point is is I just want to learn more about people I want people to connect and have conversations you know I want if people end up listening to this my hope is that they they listen and they're like I've actually never thought about that particular thing happening in skydiving and now I'm going to start thinking about it right so right that's the ultimate goal is just to not necessarily educate people but get people to talk to each other you know, like get people to communicate and feel comfortable asking questions and talking about things that they might not necessarily have considered beforehand. So it's hard too. you know, the longer that we are in the sport and we instruct, because the one thing that happens with my drop zone owner out here, Mary, uh, Mary, Bauer, Mary Bauer, Mary, Mary Bauer, the myth, the uh, legend. She, she's, she's a fucking, I legend. think she, she is a fucking legend. Metal as fuck. Jesus Mary, Christ. Metal as fuck. Mary Bauer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she is a fucking legend. Um, you know, her forecasting abilities, she's seeing things six months, two years down the road, mm -hmm. you know, where I see things maybe uh, probably about three months now. Yeah. That's a, is what I can see where the problems that's are. That's a level up for you. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for, for her, for her, she's got, she's got two years and she can see the problem that's going to be jamming her up yeah. and and she starts fixing it now versus reacting to mm -hmm. it when it happens um and so our forecasting abilities of the problems that we're going to have are just getting further and further along we're not living right now in the moment mm -hmm. we are mm -hmm. but the moment doesn't much matter if we can't keep it going yeah. six months from now yep. uh <laughs> no i get it and so so that's been i think i think that's really hard to instill in other people because it, it can be somewhat superficial mm -hmm. and I don't want that to, I don't want people to feel like that mm -hmm. because it's like, no, but this is really the problem. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Not this. Yeah, I get it. No. And like, that's, that's the other thing too, is like for people in those types of situations with ego, it's like, you don't know what you don't know. So when someone like me or you comes over and says, this is what your actual problem is. And they're like, no, like that can't be right, you know, or like, nah, that's not right because this is what happened. Like they don't get it. They don't understand, you know? So it's definitely, um, it's a hard place to be in and it's a hard place and you don't even realize it's a hard place to be in because you don't have anything to like, you know, compare it to or read, like, you know what I mean? Like you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, as, as long as we keep on jumping, we're going to keep on moving down this path mm -hmm. and we're going to be really, really good at forecasting mm -hmm. or, or whatever. Like, who would have thought? Were you this interested in weather before Fuck you no. started skydiving? Oh my god, no! Fuck no! <laughs> not even, I'm still not fucking interested in weather. I go to I go to wonder. I just started looking at Tafts. Like it's been it's been 15 years, and I just figured out how to read Tafts. Like, like 
Like just this last season, you know, like I would come in and Nick Rocco in the morning would be like, well, the toughs say this. And like he would do his Nick Rocco shtick where he's just like spewing off a bunch of like information at you. And I'm like, I, I like, how cold is it up top? Like, what, what direction are the winds out of? Cool. Like, like, I still don't give a fuck about weather. Is it sunny? Sweet. Let's go skydive. Like, it's still it's it still took me way too long without me thinking way too hard about runway heading dude oh my god like (laughs) i'm gonna tell you a story really quick so speaking of runway headings sorry i'm sure i'm sure you can probably just just based on what you just said you can probably probably uh empathize a little bit with this you know like on your aerials do you have like a, a little compass with all the the different numbers like the headings all the way around the outside do you have that Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it took about three years for me to figure out what that fucking meant. <laughs> like, I, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be super real. <laughs> like, no one fucking told me in 2009, 2010, 2011. And at one point, it just got so embarrassing that I didn't want to ask. I was like, <laughs> I should know this by now. I just don't want to. I don't want to ask and yeah. look like a total fucking idiot. And it, because up until this point, I'd be like, which directions jump run? And people would be like. 270 and i'd be like so 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 direction wise west right and they'd be like they'd be like yeah west i'm like oh thank god i got lucky with that one (laughs) and i think Uh i think i heard dustin swagger explain it to another student and i just perked up and i was like that's what that fucking means oh my god like of course you fucking idiot yeah it took a really long time for me to figure that one out I'm glad we I'm glad we both experienced that because I'm like because I would I would like somebody would be like, well jump run is uh uh one six and I'll be like uh, cool uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then I would just stare up at the plane. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> right. that, that's what I, I would also do that trick where I just go out and I would like squint real hard into the sun and like, and like shield my eyes. And they'd be like, what are you doing? Like, oh, I'm just watching the plane on jumper. I'd be like, sweet. It's going that way. Like, got it. <laughs> the number of tracking yeah. jumps that I led on my back in those early years without knowing that information, like terrible, terrible. terrible. Oh my God. It's awful. <laughs> yeah. uh- <laughs> Just like wingsuiting or whatever, because I was a wingsuiter without the white hat. I'm going to jump out of a plane, and then I'm going to turn 90, and then I'm going to fly, right? right? Yeah, okay. Why are you landing off all the time? I don't know where I'm going! Oh. <laughs> it happens to the best of I'm gonna us. I'm going to end up crying. It only then. took... <laughs> I knew yeah. I knew that this episode was gonna go this way because it always goes this way whenever whenever we're having long conversations. But I'm gonna end up crying by the end of this. All right. It, it was a yeah, so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but I figured it out. Now look at me now. I was an SNTA and I didn't understand that shit. <laughs> As soon as I figure out what this little circle means, it's over, you bitches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, right. that's funny. Yeah. All right, back on test. So that's the way that goes. Back, back on, on task. We're, we're doing back it. Back on task. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, this podcast is just going right. to be us laughing, and it's like, we got we to gotta keep this going. <laughs> we got to move. No cuts. Uh, no cuts. <laughs> no cuts. <laughs>
Okay. All right. Uh, what's the most significant change you've seen in this sport since you started? So in your 13 years, what do you think is the most significant change besides ego? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the most significant change is, I don't know. I, 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 think, I think everybody tries to move too fast anymore. Mm-hmm. All the glitz and the glam. The, do you think the advent I of mean, social even, media has something to play with that? I do. I'm going to sound like a curmudgeon and I'm only like 13 years in this fucking sport. And I'm like, I'm like, nobody has the patience to do four way and four way is great. Like, okay, you just got your A license. Let's go free fly. Let's go angle. Angling is cool. Right. And angling, like from my understanding, the advent of angle flying came from Australia because guess what? They don't have tunnels and they couldn't fly vertically head down or vertically head up. So the Aussie crew, shout out to Australia, <laughs> created angles. Okay. And everybody saw that coming out of Australia and they're like, that's fucking cool. I want to do that. Mm-hmm. You know? And so the scope of what skydiving has become is it's so broad. Mm-hmm. That that's the hardest part for me as a skydiver now mm-hmm. is is maybe I am a curmudgeon and I'm just slowly getting pushed out. I don't know. No, I think, I think, um, it's less about like, it's less about waiting, you know, um, about waiting for like your, your time. It's more about like put in the effort, you know, to get there properly. You know what I mean? Like there's so much you're missing out on when you just go full tilt into what's cool. I mean, man, who did I just say this to? I just said this to somebody about how, Angle flying is like the new free flying, right? So like back when we first mm-hmm. started, free flying was the cool shit to do. Like everybody and their mother wanted yeah. to do free flying. They wanted to sit fly, mm-hmm. head down, like flying head down in a group of people. That was like the ultimate goal for a lot of people. Yeah. And now with the advent of uh, angle flying and with it being all over social media, right? Um, that's like the, the cool new thing to do. It's the thing that is the is the fast and upcoming, you know, um, discipline it's the one we know the least about you know in terms of like all the all the other disciplines it's still a relatively new thing you know um and so like of course that's the thing everyone wants to do like all the all the young bucks that come into into skydiving they're like i want to do that because that shit's cool and all the cool kids do that shit Um, i want to i want to see uspa hurry up and regulate the heck out of it (laughs) and then somebody has to come up with something new (laughs) somebody else i remember i remember when god way back in the day just like back in the day um this is before i was at the tunnel and like doing vfs and stuff i mean i was like i'm gonna do a whole a whole four-way team but we're gonna do everything on our backs not knowing that it was still like it was actually a thing (laughs) like like being like that's my that's how i'm gonna like fucking stand out in skydiving we're gonna we're going to get four people to do four-way, but we're going to do it on our backs and then, like, go into the tunnel and doing two-way VFS. Like, oh, this isn't actually that hard at all. <laughs> oh, shit. It's like, this is actually a thing. Fuck. Like, Especially when you learn the cheats to yeah, everything. Yeah, holy shit. Oh, my God. Because, like, building a back star, yeah. you know, when you if you have to do it like this, hard. hard as fuck, yeah. When you have to do it like, yeah. when you do it like this, right? easy. easy. You're like, well, not that cool, but kind of. <laughs> Totally, totally not what I, I thought it. at all. Like, yeah, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's absolutely yeah. fair. So so what you would say is like the the most significant change is definitely how fast people go through things, like how fast people are accelerating through different different phases of skydiving. Yeah. 
and I'm not saying that's wrong for everybody. I, th- I still think there's naturally really gifted people out there that can pick up on things really quick. Mm-hmm. But it, but that inspiration that they drive mm-hmm. to their peers, if they're a young jumper, they you have the same two students in the class, one is really advanced and the other is mm-hmm. not. What that does to the other student, yeah, is put them in danger, put mm-hmm. them at risk. So I, I think it is important to yeah stop it slow it down yep. at least have the discussions yeah and, and you might have to put more responsibility on that on that jumper they may have the same number of jumps but one guy might just be better yeah i get it super rapid fire questionnaire here okay okay as a tandem instructor have you anybody have you ever had anybody puke on you yes yes how many times five five okay yeah. roughly okay <laughs> Uh, have you ever had anyone pass out on you? Two. Two of them. Okay. Um, was it on landing or was it in the air? Uh, on landing. Okay. Um, has anyone ever pissed on you? No, but I know a guy who has been pissed on. That apparently just <laughs> happened to Alex Frey this last summer out at the drop zone. It was super funny. It's still going. No shit, is it? Really? <laughs> anyway. Um, Once it goes, it can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> Once you pop, just can't stop. <laughs> all right well that's fun like that's pretty cool what would you prefer if you had to choose from the three what would you want what would you rather have happen puke pee or pass out yeah oh i would rather get puked on than somebody passing out i I, i'd get puked on what about pee what about being peed on between peeing and i don't think i peeing and puking i still take peeing is sterile piss is sterile yeah i know but it's all over my legs I know puke can get all over my face, but, but like I'm used to puke. I already know what I'm going to get with puke. Uh, I will, I will contest that and say, I would rather be peed on to be quite honest. Really? I had someone puke in my face this last summer and it, Oh no! I've never, I've had a lot of people puke on me in skydiving, right? Like probably about yeah. in like a few thousands tandems. It's probably about like 10, 10 people maybe in in that many yeah this was the first time it hit me in the face (laughs) and i was like on final i was like turning on for final like gagging driving behind him and like just being like just flare flare (laughs) i'm like literally turning in uh, to the left i'm doing a left-handed pattern and my head turns to the right i'm like (laughs) just trying really hard not to puke (laughs) Because his puke is inside my fucking helmet. Like, just. <laughs> he puked on me with no warning. And it was like projectile straight out in front of him. And it, oh, came, yeah. it came up and over the top of his head and just sprayed me right in the face. Just. I lo- <laughs> so I, my, the first time I got puked on, this is when I decided I was going to go to full face, was the first time I got puked on. Yeah. Because it was all over me. I got it in my mouth. It was <laughs> terrible. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> But you know what? After that, I didn't care. I'm like, okay, puking happens. That's nasty. That's it's so, so gross, gross, but it's so funny. I think it's so funny. <laughs> and I'm really nice. I like, I take the cam. I'm, I'm, we're doing hand cam now, mm-hmm. but even if I had a camera flyer down there, mm-hmm. I would land. Like way like, away. <laughs> way away. I'm like, hey man, you're going to have to clean yourself up because like the cameraman's going to come over here. So here, <laughs> use this pile of grass and just start kind of wiping yourself down. <laughs> so, so so then what What the camera interview at the end looks like is a guy with grass dangling around his face and an armpit and shoulder full of puke. And you're like, 
how was your skydive? <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> it's the best. Thumbs up. That's it. <laughs> They're just sitting on the ground looking defeated as fuck. Like, thumbs up. <laughs> Hail. <laughs> oh. Puke. Uh, Fucking puke. That's gross. Yeah. It is gross. All right. Motion sickness. It's a real thing. <laughs> motion sickness. Sorry. <laughs> we should get shirts that say that. Say motion sickness. It's a real thing. <laughs> you know what? You know how cool it would be, be to get great... some canopies that just just have dramamine written across the top <laughs> of it. I'm sponsored. I'm a skydiving instructor. I'm sponsored by dramamine. <laughs> Sponsor me, dramamine. Sponsor me. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Give it to every student. Take this. <laughs> Take this. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> Have you ever been seasick? I get car sick every once in a while. Here, take one of these. <laughs> Here's your free Dramamine. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Whew, okay. okay, back on back track. To back, on track. <laughs> back on track. What are some of your personal goals for your skydiving career moving forward? You've done a lot of things. Like what, what is currently on the agenda for the next couple of years? Like what do you want to be doing? Um, for the next couple of years, um, I'm really, you know, both sides don't un really understand this, but I really want to start up a paragliding school so I can make safer skydivers. Um, and so that's really what my big focus has been on, uh, the last couple of years is try to get, get to that echelon of paragliding so I can, uh, introduce skydivers to this world because it's, it's fine tuned canopy piloting. Mm -hmm. The other thing is, is um, just going after, after becoming after a, a aircraft mechanic, I, I want to be everything in the sport that I can possibly be um, and keep these things, keep this sport alive because as everybody knows, the sport's only getting more and more expensive. Mm -hmm. You can't even get a rig from UPT for over a year now. So mm -hmm. it's kind of like. Jesus, mm -hmm. how is this going to sustain itself? Because right now we're we're probably going to be losing talented individuals because there's no access to it. And so I want it to be the most accessible sport. And so that's my main focus right now is I want to be the jack of all trades. I want to know more about aircraft. I want to, I want to get into the paragliding. I want to keep people safe. You want to be a renaissance that's, man. That's my goal. Renaissance man. I want to be a renaissance man. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. It's a great movie. Danny DeVito. Woo, shout out. Um, yeah, no, Renaissance, man. I mean, like, that's, that's, I feel like a lot of career skydivers are kind of like that where they, I feel like that's how you don't get burned out either, you know, like as a, as an instructor, right. like you got to keep doing new things. You can't keep hucking drogues, you know, year after year after year, you got to keep progressing and pushing yourself. I think there's, it's really cool that you're a part of that, that side of um or that group of instructors too because there's definitely the people that just let themselves get burned out doing the same shit over and over again and then there's the people who are like very much a career you know instructor or a, a career skydiver where they're trying to get as many things underneath their belt and get good at all of those things so that's that's super cool man thanks yeah. it's been it's it's a it's a fun journey and uh one day i'll die with all that information <laughs> <laughs> And no one, oh. no one will have any of it. No one, no one will know. I have all this information, all these good things to to share with everyone, and now I'm just gonna go. Nobody's gonna know a thing. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna just wander off like a dog and find a nice quiet spot and lay down. 
so bad. Be like, he lived his life with purpose, didn't he? Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. No idea. <laughs> All right. So some would say that you're like the Pete Davidson of skydiving. Is that no. true? <laughs> I don't know who that says is that, true. but I've heard it. Some guy on TikTok. Some guy on TikTok told me that. And, uh, I remember I that. Like, I remember that. <laughs> and I was like, "Sweet." <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you know, you're kind of like building like a little bit of a following. Like when people just start making fun of you, you're like, "Yes, <laughs> I've oh, made it." <laughs> being mean, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I've made I'm it. Ready. I made it. You're you're getting super yeah. into TikTok these days. Yeah, it, it, it's been a lot of fun for me because uh, because one time I went viral one time and and then uh, that wasn't really my shtick. I just woke up one morning, said some shit, and then it <laughs> blew up. And I was like, "What the fuck?" Started with uh, I, the Tesla, right? Or Elon Musk? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ukraine, the Ukrainian thing. Yeah, I remember. I remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that blew the fuck up. And then I was like, I didn't put any effort into it. It's not even anything that I'm really <laughs> interested in. Crap. It's just because, one of like, those other times. It's one of those off the yeah. cuff statements you just recorded and put online. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then it blew the fuck up. And I was like, damn it. But what about the one that I spent hours editing? Or yeah. what about this other thing? Yeah. So then, yeah, my goals have changed now. I am, I'm going to get Doja Cat to come skydive with me. Yeah, I already have. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, Doja Cat is a... Is she a rising star? I don't think she's a rising star. I think she's, she's pretty, a pop star. She's established now. Is she a pop star or a rapper? She's a pop star. Pop star? Okay. Let's call her a pop star. Yeah, she is. So Doja Cat is a pop star. I actually... I just heard a song of hers the other day, and it is like one of my new favorite ones. I can't oh, sample so it on good. this podcast because I'm gonna get—I <laughs> don't want to get sued. But right. um, <laughs> when I saw the way that she acted on TikTok, I was like, "She's like, she's like me, but a little bit different and more money." I was like, "I want to skydive with Doja Cat, like mm-hmm. super bad." Like, it's not about like, it's just like let's let's go up and just have fun. Do you want to try to? Do you like regular people things mm-hmm. in a regular fucking town? Don't you care? In please. a regular fucking town. Small town, Wisconsin. Regular. <laughs> regular. We have a lot of bears. <laughs> we have a lot of bears. Uh, that's the weirdest like reason you should come to this town ever. We have a lot of bears. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of bears. <laughs> Is that like on on Wisota's like uh like like they're they're Welcome billboards to Skydive, Minnesota. we have a lot of bears <laughs> we have a lot of bears <laughs> we do have a great we do have a good bar scene <laughs> <laughs> oh you're, you're talking Actually, about beers i thought you were saying bears bears, <laughs> bears. Oh <my> <laughs> i said it weird I oh did, god I, did. I thought you said bears i'm like bears. that's the weirdest fucking no okay beers is way no, better no. i would come for beer, beer. i would beers come way for better. bears <laughs> We have a lot of bears. I will take care of you. Josh Johnson, go skydive with him. Out of a yeah, Cessna. Please. Do it. Do it. Do it. I triple dog dare I, I, you, Doja Cat. Now you can't back out. You got to do it. Did you see that guy, Zach, from Build a Banjo? I did. I did uh, that see I... that. That that was that is so fucking random. 
And that's so I, random. And I feel like that's what makes the best story is like these random fucking occurrences that happen. And then, you know, you have like, this story. I, it's great. I, I, I saw his build a banjo thing. He did put a 1-800 number up for build a banjo, mm -hmm. his company that he was just starting up. And then I said, hey, whenever you're in town, I sent him a private message. Hey, whenever you're in town, just let me know and I'll take you up on a skydive. Mm -hmm. and then he actually took me up on it and it was like mind-blowing to me and it was such a good time and then when he was leaving town i was like oh we're going to the dells too so then we spent the whole next day <laughs> at the wisconsin dells playing mini golf and just having a great time with one another yeah. and then i i that yeah, was great i i, I love meeting Ray. like i want doja cat to come sky and that dude <laughs> and that guy the, ban the banjo man i'm gonna call him the banjo yeah. man uh the banjo man right he uh he has like a pretty substantial like tw uh, TikTok following too, doesn't he? Like he's kind of a fluid. Yeah, he's kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's kind of a thing. Look it was at kind you. of fun. It was. Look at you. It was kind of fun. Fucking a. I had a good time with that. Like it, like the whole randomness of him yeah. actually like be willing to like roll up. He rolled up here to the drop zone uh -huh. and gave him a hug, and I was like, "All right, well, let's go try to do this we're thing." We're doing it. You know, it was, and we're doing it. It was so fun. So fun. Cool. It was a cool story. I remember following it and it was like, I remember seeing the updates, like the, I think I had, tuned, him. I had tuned into it like on the second or third video you'd put up about it. Or like maybe it was on your story that day. And I remember seeing it and being like, well, that's pretty fucking cool. Like, hmm. yeah, it's always funny though, because like, we were like, oh, this should go viral. This is going to be awesome. Like we, you know, like, yeah. because everything was super authentic, you know, uh -huh. but it just, we you never know you just never the most know. random shit goes viral okay and it's i can't even <laughs> tell why it goes fucking viral sometimes it's like what like that we had that um we had that one video of megan at the tunnel go viral and it was like i had posted it for like international women's day or something and it was from valentine's day because it was when they did like the the um the pink filter on the lights oh yeah right? i remember that and so it was just a video of her like ripping a line by herself you know and and it got it ended up getting like six hundred thousand views or something like <laughs> out of nowhere you know because it had ended up being like from a week after international women's day it didn't even like go viral on that day and it just it, yeah. it just suddenly took off for no you know no reason you, you can't you can't predict it you can't yeah. you it sucks yeah, that's <laughs> That's how I feel with all of my art content that I'm trying to put out. Like I'm trying to like establish myself a little bit more of like with art content. And I'm like, this one's going to go viral. Yeah. People are going to love it. And then it only gets like 200 views. I'm like, fuck, what am I doing wrong? Like, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's the worst. Yeah. Uh, although I can always count on videos of Sunny taking off. Like any anything that has Sunny in it is like a surefire yeah. way to like get get views on it. it they'll, it'll get like... <laughs> It'll get like 20,000 views overnight. And I'm like, well, Sonny, you're good for something. That's good. Like, thank God. Sonny's <laughs> <laughs> my dog for anybody satellites. that doesn't know. but He's got the best ears in the, in the dog he, world. He can, I love his ears. He can pick up HBO. He's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So last but not least, Wolfo Corner. Here we go. Okay. So we're playing the Wolfo Corner. The rules of the game are I'm going to ask you a question that has been submitted by a real-life actual Wolfo okay. <laughs> out in the wild. <laughs> a wild Wolfo. <laughs> a wild Wolfo. 
<laughs> versus the tame ones as mm-hmm. opposed to the tamed domesticated <laughs> woofos. Right? Those are like friends and family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's all the relative the relative work we have to go do all the time yeah uh so wolfo corner right the rules of the game is uh a wolfo has submitted these questions okay? okay um and i want you to answer them to the best of your ability why does it seem like the parachute goes up when it opens <laughs> <laughs> real live wolfo question it doesn't okay. it's just slowing down okay <laughs> I will, I will argue, too, as well, that usually when you watch the parachute go up, it's because the videographer is still flying down. downwards, right? So real fast change it's, of pace It's there. so crazy how people think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can't. I can't. Uh, because I can barely do geometry. Uh, <laughs> so, like, when I have to do a whole physics lessons with somebody, I'm like, it hurts. <laughs> Stop hurting me. <laughs> All right. Next next question. Uh, <laughs> where are my goggles? <laughs> it is the most important thing because it's the only thing that you have control of <laughs> that we as tandem instructors make you responsible for. Yeah. Um, your goggles are on your shoulder <laughs> or they're still around your neck. <laughs> yeah. Those two places. <laughs> um, I would, I would say this is probably the most common question that we hear in skydiving and in the tunnel flight world. Like, <laughs> it does not matter if you are skydiving or if you are about to hop into a wind tunnel, st- like on the ground, it doesn't matter. This is the number one priority for every single person that ever skydives or ever, ever does the tunnel ever, ever. Where are my goggles? Because, because (laughs) what we're doing there is we're hiding the goggles from you a little bit, because if I just hand you the goggles, you are going to put them on Hmm. and then I have to deal with the question. Why are my goggles (laughs) fogging up? I was just going to say that. Because not- then I have to answer you after I've already told you not to put them on. So, so we we prevent that from happening to deal with the simple yeah. question: Where are my goggles? On your shoulder. Easier. My goggles are fog- fogging up. Yeah, that's because you put, put them on too soon. Because you put them on, and you've been wearing them for the last three thousand feet. <laughs> but they will clear up. <laughs> I promise you, they will clear up. I promise. When the door, when's the door open? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you. I bet you half our tandems have been pushed out blind. <laughs> like, I can't oh see. God, yes. As, as someone who videos other tandem instructors, I'm like, what the fuck were you thinking, putting these goggles on like this? Like, this, the level of not giving a fuck on the tandem instructors ca- uh, uh, part of for for. Oh my god! Yeah, it's so it's so funny. Um, no, like with the with the goggle goggle issue. Uh, <laughs> my favorite is like when you point out where they're at, you know, and you actually indulge them and say it's on your shoulder, you know, or I have them. It's on my wrist, you know. Like, do I have my goggles? Yep, they're on my wrist. Well, should I put them on now? Like, bro, we're not even on the plane yet. <laughs> we are walking to the plane. Like, why do you think you need to wear these right now? 
I mean, to be honest, like the way that we're looking at each other right now is the way that yeah. I look at my tandem passengers in the back of the <laughs> Cessna, right? And I... <laughs> right. When you look at the when you look at the back of their head and you're just like <laughs> I so I have to I have to like play it cool, like you're not a complete idiot, thank you. But mm-hmm. the the I still let them like we're taxiing to take off and then they put their goggles on yeah and then three thousand feet (laughs) (laughs) hey my goggles are fogging up i know i didn't tell you to put them on yet (laughs) (laughs) you can put them around your neck i'll tell you when to put them on (laughs) yep when you see have you ever done that thing have you ever done that thing to other tandem instructors in the plane where you just like, I've done this so many times. It's great. I mean, some people are, are like catch on really fast and they're like, no, don't do that. You know, but um, I'll tap like the, <laughs> the, the tandem student next to me on the bench and I'll be like, hey, you should put your goggles on right now. <laughs> like if we're still at like 5,000 feet. No, done that, but that's pretty good. <laughs> You should put your goggles on right now. And you got to do it on the sly. So like the next, in- like you got to do it when the instructor's staring out the window. Like, <laughs> just, just like lost. Contemplating in, in life. The- yeah. Right. You got to do it. You got to catch it really slyly. Um, and so you just tap them and you say it really quietly. Like, hey, hey, you should, um, you should put your goggles on right now. Okay. And they're like, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> they put them on. Or if they're the type of, like the, the type of person who will like reach behind them on the buckle and put it on while the buckle is still attached. <laughs> like, they'll just throw it all on. And then at some point the instructor catches on and is like, God, bro, like, God damn it. <laughs> just, uh, it's, you know, for any up and coming jumpers that are, are listening to this, um, do it just do it just do it just do it just do it you should put your goggles on (laughs) i would love to see that trend everybody on any like group facebook group or anything yeah tandem passengers putting their goggles on all the fucking time you could (laughs) we could like infuriate a a population of ti's it'd be so good oh yeah um blaine you remember blaine moeller right yep he used to do this thing at the very back of the plane. He's got this super loud, high-pitched, like, like super loud voice that just cuts through everything, right? You could hear him in the back of the plane sitting in, like, sitting at, like, the tail, right? Like, you could you could hear him clear across a full load of people. And he would do this thing in the back every now and then where he'd suddenly just be like, put your goggles on really loud. <laughs> like, all the, all the passengers or all the, uh, all the tandem students just turn around and look and be like, oh, my God, really? Like, right now, and you'd, have, you'd have, like, five TIs to be like, don't do that. <laughs> Like, don't, <coughs> don't touch your goggles. Like, fuck you, Blaine. God damn it. Don't. Goggles. If I right? could, if goggles. I could, if I could just listen to your uh, tandem instructor <laughs> when to yeah. put the goggles on, I could talk to any wolf. Right. All right. Next question. How do you stay on the net to walk in the wind tunnel? Oh. Magnetic shoes, right? Yeah. I, 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 I... <laughs> The number of people that fall for that that statement is too fucking high. It's too fucking high. Oh, that makes so much sense. Like, no. No, no, no. No. The air is only touching the bottom of my feet. That's why I'm able to stay down (laughs) on that. It's just so much disappointment sometimes. (laughs) 
<laughs> I just feel disappointed sometimes. Like I defeated. I'm like, oh, well, I really have to tell you why. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is. But see, see, this we feel disappointed in these people about how this is supposed to like, like about the fact that we have to explain it, how it works. <laughs> This is how Luke Evans looks at me when I can't do simple math in front of him. It's true. I'm like, that's like 10%, right? And I was like, and you're like, no, maybe no. that's 20. No. And then I really started thinking, two and a half, maybe. <laughs> Somebody will fix it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, it is true. They just don't know. They just don't know. Yeah. Because people yeah. think it's space. They don't, they don't, I mean, they've never been in the wind before, right? Everybody's sat in front of a fan. <laughs> <laughs> no one's been blown around by one, though. So it's, it's a little different. Um, it is, I mean, it's less surface area, right? The least amount of surface area exposed means you go faster, right? Right. It's easy to stand on the net. Yeah. You make yourself small, make yourself tiny <laughs> yep. so that you can stand. All right. Okay. Last one. And this one comes from my grandma. Ooh. So be gentle. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, grandma, let's what hear it. What is, okay. What is a naked runway run? <laughs> <laughs> I blame, I blame Jan at Skydive Twin Cities for telling my grandmother what a naked runway run. <laughs> Uh, so Jan and my grandmother have been friends for years. They've uh, been coworkers for years uh, at Brummer Bank, and that oh, was okay. how I started skydiving. Was she? She told me like, uh, or she told my grandmother like, "Hey, um, your granddaughter's eighteen. There's a job opening in the in the um, office, and like you should have her apply, right?" So that's, that's how I got cool. into skydiving was was through Jan. Um, but then Jan, <laughs> I don't know if she said it in a conversation, just <laughs> off the cuff or something, to my grandmother, to my eighty year old grandmother. <laughs> Like, oh, yeah, naked runway run. And then at one point, my grandmother, I think it was on one of the holidays a few years ago, was like, what's a naked runway run? Like, How do you know that term? Like, what? So then I had to explain to my 75, at the time, 75-year-old grandmother what a naked runway was. So for everybody that doesn't know, what is a naked runway run, Josh? Uh, uh, in my opinion, I would say it's a celebratory occurrence it's a rite of passage rite of rite passage, of passage right? <laughs> you know it doesn't even have to be rite of passage it's just kind of like something that happens and then when when this is like your third or fourth naked runway run it's typically there's a new person with you <laughs> no i'll go i'll do it with you uh, how about this explain what explain what happens on a naked runway run please uh, i mean from my understanding, I haven't I haven't partaken in a naked runway run yet. What? I I've, oh, I've raced right. down a runway in my car and I've done naked jumps. <laughs> I feel I'm I'm shocked by that information because I've got at least five under my belt at least, <laughs> and I feel like you would be one of the first people to go and do one. So I'm shocked well, that that's a. I. I it, it, it was never it was never that spectacular to me i'm like oh. that's exhausting <laughs> <laughs> why would i want to run down a yeah. runway naked but yeah. <laughs> but i would go on a naked runway run with your grandma <laughs> <laughs> 
god. Could you imagine? And if if grandma's in a wheelchair. No, I don't want to imagine that. <laughs> she's not in a wheelchair. She's still fully functional. Oh my god. I will bring a wheelchair would, if she gets tired. I would be like, let's it, go. It, it would be more it would be more of like a stroll. <laughs> you know? Like you'd really be walking more more often than you would be, you know, running. It's it's a rite of passage, grandma. <laughs> it's a rite of passage. I I promise you, if grandma's down, I would take grandma down a naked runway run, and we can. Enjoy I will. Ourselves. I will let you know her answer on that. Um, <laughs> right. She is. She's. She's shorter than I am. Um. You know. She's. Uh. She's very lovely, and I will. Uh. I will see what her answer is. I'll text you later <laughs> and maybe update people. You, and it's gonna be. It's gonna be like a really quick insert here. Say she said no. <laughs> like, she said no. <laughs> Edit a screenshot of the text message. <laughs> Yeah, right. Like no, she said no. <laughs> well, I I I'm I used to be a PCA and I can do it. I'm really good. <laughs> I, will, <laughs> I will hold her hand. <laughs> stroll. And just stroll. And just stroll. Yeah. And talk about how we don't understand geometry. Hey, how many <laughs> naked how many naked jumps do you have? I have zero naked jumps. I've never done a naked jump. Wow. So the- I am not. No, no, no. Okay, no, no, okay, no, no, no. okay, okay. I I have no desire to let all of this out loose in freefall and have it fucking filmed. Like, no, no, no. No one so, wants to see that. I don't want to see that. No one else wants to see that. Yeah, Just trust me. No, no, so, no. do you think there's there's two different? Um, is a naked skydive a rite of passage? Do you, is it is it a choice? You can either do naked runway or you can do naked skydive. And then if you um, get if you do that, then you're like, you don't have to do naked runway. I mean, I don't know. It's not something we enforce by any means, <laughs> but in, back in the day, I mean, it was super prevalent back in the day. It's not so much anymore, especially at Skydive Twin Cities because the par- party culture's kind of wound down a little bit out there. Yeah. Um, but it used to be like a thing, like you'd be sitting out at the bonfire and people would be drunk and um or or tipsy and silly and they'd be like naked runway run let's go and then they'd grab all like they'd grab all the people who had never done one before and like (laughs) but like they would they would basically just like you know entice the people who uh had never done one to go and do it and try it out when you know when you're in the dark and you can't really see each other and you're running down because you're drunk and silly you know and there's no judgment and no you know nothing like attached to it it's just people are like oh yeah let's go do it and then it's like you did it nice high five <laughs> good for you you're living you your, put your best clothes life. back on yeah and you put your clothes back on and you go sit around the fire again and yeah. or if you're like me you do it and then you're like enough for me tonight i'm gonna go to bed goodbye and you do the walk of shame back to your trailer you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah so. yeah i i've done two naked jumps and so the first one it was october and so I realized that your penis gets really, really, really small in the cold. <laughs> and it was like the least impressive thing I've ever done in my life. So then <laughs> the next naked jump I did was on Easter Sunday. And this time. <laughs> he has risen. <laughs> uh, and I, uh, oh, it's so bad. I was like, it was just so it was, that's my only two naked jumps that the second the second naked jump i 
was more prepared for it for being naked and jumping out of a mm-hmm. plane in, in the cold because it's Easter Sunday. It's still cold out, cold out here. Yeah. 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 I think I think there's a choice. I think there's a choice in your life. Either you're gonna oh, run I mean, on the there has to be a choice. <laughs> either you're gonna be naked on the runway or you're gonna be naked in the sky at least once. At least once. At least once. It's a rite of passage, it's Grandma. A, it's a rite of passage. <laughs> I hope that phrase catches on. I hope enough people hear this part of the episode and be like, it's a rite of passage. It's a rite of, it's a rite of passage, Grandma. <laughs> you gotta add the grandma in there. It's a rite of passage, Grandma. I'm gonna turn that into a sticker and slap it on everybody's helmets like on the side. It's a rite of passage, Grandma. All right. Thank you so much for being on the podcast with me, Josh. I appreciate you taking me up and on this uh, on this offer and and chit chatting with me and engaging me in this weirdo little project that I've started. Really and, appreciate it. And you're, you, great. you're amazing too. Yeah. Thank you for the uh, uh-huh. opportunity. And please, if you have any time this summer, let's uh-huh. go out to a little place called Cosmos, Minnesota. And Cosmos. I w- yep. And we will go paragliding and I will introduce right. you to that world. All right. Sound good? I'll, I'll do it. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go. Um, <laughs> let's go. Let's do it right now. <laughs> right now. I appreciate it. Uh, this has been another episode of Fall Risk. Tune in next week for anything and everything skydiving. Okay. Bye. See you later.